Hi. Hi. Welcome to the eighth episode of Pandemonium and Modern Parenting. I'm Sherry. I'm Aaron. Happy Father's Day. You're looking at me. Are you talking to me? Are you talking to the one other person that's listening? (laughs) Thanks. Happy Father's Day to all the fathers or father that is listening to our podcast. And the mothers that are playing both roles. Absolutely. I know you got a ton of research, but I'm not really feeling it. I'm not going to lie. I it's about spending time with family, and that's kind of what I want to do today. We had some unfortunate situations this weekend, and you know, normally we pre-record Friday or Saturday, and that really wasn't an option. Yeah. Uh, Friday said goodbye to a father-like figure for myself, uh, Carlos Godinez. Known him more than half my life, and it was hard to you know kind of say goodbye. So, you know, yesterday was kind of a recovery day, so to speak. Reflective. Just wasn't really feeling anything and except for a little bit of pain. But yeah, so like today, I just kind of want to, you know, still do it. I don't want to not do our podcast, but just make it simple. I agree. I mean, I did do a ton of research <laughs> about Father's Day or like the history of Father's Day, just like we did for the Mother's Day episode. Also some other things about the importance of fathers in a family role and child's role. But no, it's totally fine. I agree with you. It is Mother's Day, Father's Day, et cetera, days that everybody should be spending with their families. Agreed. I agree. I agree. So I don't really have a whole lot. I mean, I just had random thoughts, but you know, like to me, the most important part of Father's Day is, paying homage to that person or the them people. Cause it's not necessarily fathers. They don't look at it as just your father. Oh, I agree. You it's know, father figures, it's yeah. grandparents, uncles, single, single mothers that are playing both roles. Yeah. I mean, it's not just one reflective category, so to speak. It, there's fathers in everybody's lives one way or, or another. Father figures. Yeah. Yeah. You or know, grandparents, we, there's so many grandparents. I mean, yeah. It's insane. It's unprecedented the amount of grandparents that are raising their their grandkids as as their own children at this point in today's society. Yeah, it's got to be. That's got to be rough. I, yeah, I don't. Can't say that once our empty our house becomes an empty nest. I can't say that I'm really overly excited to be taken in more. Yeah. Uh, not gonna <laughs> lie, I never never really thought of myself as a father. Never expected to be. I always wanted to be that uncle. You know, the, the, fun the fun uncle. uncle. The funkle. Funkle. Yeah. But I have a, a good friend, John. I mean, what he does for his family is just outrageous. He uh, works. John Dorsey. Yeah, he works two jobs. Yeah. And it's like two jobs all the time. And it. it Weekends, everything. Still got it. And, you know, he still has time to, to be a good father. He, I, I never saw him as a father when I was younger. I never thought he would Say, be. None of you just, probably really saw each other as really? being a a family or being fathers. No, but I mean, he just, <coughs> yeah, he's a good guy. Does a lot. He sacrifices a lot to make sure that his family's taken care of. Got to respect that. So do you. Yeah. Nah, I'm, I'm straight. Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. <coughs> it's easier to say. It's easier, I think, to say. It is. It to, towards other people. But like in, in, the way I look at it, you know, like as far as my dad and everything he still does for us and he does for the kids. 
and like you know with Carlos, the way he treated his family and the you know the things he did, the the values he had, you know, I guess as a man, you just take that on yourself and you try to emulate that, try to be like that. You know, I could only wish that I could fill one of their shoes, but there's no way. I'm still learning. You shake your head. I'm shaking my head because you say you're still learning, but from day one. As a parent, every day you learn. Oh, I agree. We all do. But I'm saying you, when you and I first started dating and you had said that, all that to me, I mean, you had said you never wanted to get married. You never wanted kids or anything like that. Yet every kid always gravitates to towards you. No matter where we go, those kids that never talk to another adult or another stranger besides their parents or anything that's like that. Those story. are the kids that always gravitate towards you and everybody's like, well, what the heck? That's a true story. <clears throat> I, I don't know why. It's yeah. Just... But then from day one, like we said in episode one, which yes, we're aware episode one was horrible, but Stop. like we said in episode one, you, when it came to you and I, when we started dating and when we finally had gotten into a relationship long enough to where you we made the decision for you to kind of meet the kids and come meet the boys and, you know, do all that. You instantly took a parenting role. It was like natural. You kind of looked at me like, all right, so I'm not saying you're a bad mom, but <laughs> you're letting your yeah. kids do whatever they want to do. And they are running your household, but you stepped into that role right away. You knew, um, and I was like at a loss. I had no idea what to do. I'd always just done <clears throat> what I thought was best was make sure that they were happy and give them whatever you want. And you're like, no, you need to put your foot down. It's not going to be easy, but you need to start off small when they're talking back, put them in timeouts. And so you helped me start doing that with Peyton. Yeah. And there was a huge change. Like Peyton actually started respecting me. Right. And yeah. it wasn't, I think it's not like that as much now, but no. It's teen, but, teen years. Yeah. But, I mean, but I, I understand. It was, you knew right off the bat without ever being a parent or, or anything, you knew exactly what needed to be done and it was correct. And even now with the kids being older, I'm still so passive with them and let them get away with murder. And I'm an asshole. And you, <laughs> it but, just comes natural. <laughs> but you step in and you made me realize that it's not that making sure that they're happy is important, but not letting them overstep that they still need boundaries and they still need to understand right from wrong. And they still need to know to respect. That's a thing though. That's, I mean, everybody can look around and see that anybody that's been around long enough and see the different generations, you know, I'm generation X, you get your ass whooped. If you did something, you know, you get spankings, groundings, you know, you, you would know you were in trouble. Right. Now, you know, they preach that you, you have to talk to them. You have to, your kids still need to fear you, but they need to know that you love them at the same time. Right. And it's, that's something that everybody should know. You know, you look at the kids that are, grow up to be in troublemakers and, you know, in and out of jail and all that other stuff. Most nine times out of 10, I, I would assume that they didn't have structure. Right. That, you know, they came home from school, weren't asked about homework, weren't asked about their day, weren't told to do anything, and they just go and play video games. Actually, we just had this conversation earlier in the week when we were talking about, when we were reflecting on the last episode, and we were talking about Columbine and shootings or school shootings and other things, kids, because I listen to a podcast right now called Killer Kids, 
and it's all stories about kids that murder. And majority of the time, not always, but majority of the time, probably abused. it's not even just abused, but neglected. And by neglected, not saying, oh, you're not fat or anything, but emotionally neglected where their parents just let them do whatever they want. They don't question anything or the parents are gone all the time. They're all nine times out of 10. And all of these stories is that the key the, word for today is nine times out of ten? Because I used that earlier, and Did I you? think you used it again, and I think you're hey, using Hey, at least it now. I'm not using my A, Bs, and Cs today. Or, yeah. 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 But um, they're, the parents are always busy, and it might be not, I don't want to say not the parents' fault to an extent, but sometimes it's just the fact of both parents, if there is a two-parent home, they both work a ton of hours, and they're all gone and out of the home, and they just assume that their kids are good because they've always done it. And that's when the kids kind of get lost because they don't have that direction or that. Well, I mean, you have to, obviously you have to work, but you have to, when you're at home, you have another job. I mean, everybody that's a parent should have a second job when they get home. I mean, honestly, it's, that's part of life. And if you have kids, yeah. No, it's how I was brought up. I was brought up in a pretty strict home, but you know, I, I was still shown love and I was still shown the way I need to be, mm-hmm. you know, there was structure there. I did have my time and freedom to go with my friends, you know, and I, I mean, every, there needs to be a happy middle ground to every child's life. I mean, cause that's their memories. They're going to grow up and they're going to take that. And that's the person that they're going to become. Right. It's not, there is no like, script. There is no book. There is nobody's opinion that is correct. Right. And I'm tired of hearing all these people telling you, oh, you got a parent this way. No, you don't. Well, because every house is different. Every house has a dip, different atmosphere and it does not work for each child. Agree. And even within our house, the same consequences, the same structure is different with each child. Right. I mean, Paisley's the youngest. She gets talked to, but it's more talking to. But she responds better. She responds better. You know, Preston is a little harder. He has his issues and is still trying to give him the same respect. But once he crosses that line, you got to look him right in the damn eye and say, no, stop. Yeah. Because right now, we're done. With him, we're getting that major back talk. Like, no matter what you're trying to say to him, he comes back and he will argue it. Yeah. I mean, but that's not. that before. But that's, yeah, that's not. I don't want this about that. I'm just, no, yeah. I'm talking about being more of a father and, yeah. and playing the father role, but it, it does, the mother and the father are two different things. I mean, the motherly love is supposed to come from your mom. You know, yeah. the dad is supposed to be the one be like, Hey, look, you want to become a man. This is how you become a man mm-hmm. to your daughter. It's more like showing the type of person you need to be to be respected as an adult, but to give her the confidence because her first love is her dad. You know right. what I mean? She's going to, whatever person I'm acting as, she wants, it's going to want somebody with similar values as the father. Right. That's a fact. Right. But, and I don't know what kind of person I am. I have my mm-hmm. vices. I have my bad things. But I have, a, I do a lot of good things. I think um, okay. it's just most of all is, you know, teaching them your mistakes. Yeah. This is what I did wrong when I was a child. This is how I went about my life, and it's not really working that well. It, I mean, I guess we have a house and yeah, nice vehicles, nice stuff, but 
You know, it could be better. Oh yeah, we could definitely be in a better position. But now it's, I agree, it's showing them what mistakes that we made and kind of so they, in hopes that they don't make the same mistakes and they see from from us. But also something you said, you said that not everything works in every household. No. So, kind of to that point, you're right. Every household's different. Every person in each household has different personalities. But also look at our household. Not only do we have the internal, um, what's the word I'm looking for? The internal um, fire. No, no. <laughs> I was trying wait, to wait. say it's the in in internal, or is it eternal flame? Eternal flame. No, that's not where <laughs> I was going. Influences. There we go. Internal influences <clears throat> on everything. But we also have a blended family. So with that. There's the external influences as well yes. because we have parents or a parent outside of the house, the boy's dad. And you, as we've learned over the years, we, and we, we've learned a lesson from that. We used to try to say no to their dad. This is how you should be parenting them. Yeah, and and we've learned that that's not right. That's not our job. You know, he is his own parent and it should, in his own household, it should be, yeah. what he believes and and that's right but we've also been able to as years it wasn't like this before but we've been able to have a civil conversation with him and he's seen over time you know what guys you're right yeah. this this isn't working in my household and you know there needs to be a change and then he also does come down on the boys now when they are misbehaving or if they're doing poorly in school or or whatever right, so it's right. it's a community but it's same at the same what you just said, you know, at the beginning he was telling us what we were doing was wrong, but he doesn't live with the boys, you know. I mean he right. would see them once every every week or once every other week or then, yeah. And sometimes six, seven weeks out the line, you don't know that well, so and so's not not turning in his homework or talking right. back or is getting in constant trouble at school. So yeah, he is grounded. You know, there's a consequence for your actions because you want to change that. Right. You want to curve that behavior so they're more respectful. Uh, respect. And we used, my word. Yeah, I know. Respect. And we used to kind of, that was that was where us as parents and him as a parent used to kind of butt head to head. But now that we've had civil conversations and we're all on the same page that we're trying to do what's best for the boys. Yeah, realize that we have the same common interests. Exactly. is to make sure that they are doing the best that they possibly can overall. But I think yeah. it's funny, like a couple times that he's actually called to say, can he drop them off earlier because he's having a problem with them. Mm -hmm. So instead of dealing with it on his end, he just knows that he they can come to or bring them to us and we would take care of it. Yeah. Because he has complimented us on uh, how well we're yeah. them. And that's how much, that's also I was going to say, that's how much, how far it's come with us. And I think everybody, I know that everybody's situation is different, but to advice that I would give to newly divorced or newly new families that are, you know, divorced and then they're, they're moving on and getting new significant others and trying to work with a blended family. If, if I could give any advice or we could give any advice, I would always say it's so easy to have the conflict with each other at the beginning because there's that tensions, you know, your spouse, your old spouse or your old significant other is with somebody else. And that's a tension, whether anybody wants to admit it or not, we've right. realized that, but also then you have somebody stepping in as a parental figure 
for your children. So that's another like yeah, thing that builds about tension. You don't, you don't know where they came from. You don't know what values and core values they have. You don't know what direction they're going. Yeah. You don't know if they even they're giving the children the attention or if they're just the kids are a nuisance to them. You right. never really know. That, I mean, it is what it is. It, we parent the way we need to parent and we try to give advice as. Yeah. But and that's, nothing, there's no black and white. There's no line, you know, saying this is how you got to parent oh, every gosh, child, yeah. child. But that's what I was saying. If, if I could give any advice, my advice, my advice would be. Communicate. Communicate with the other one as much as possible. It took us several years, but it's so much easier now. So, yeah, I mean. communication. Exactly. It's just better for everybody, especially for the kids. Yeah. So I kind of think it's time to wrap this thing up. Got some stuff to do. You. Or not do. Or that too. It's pretty crappy outside, so I'm feeling a lazy day. Too bad our plans got broken up. But Yeah, originally we were going to go fishing. Yeah, something that we've enjoyed doing the entire time we've been together. You. Something we have not yet done this year. I know, which is crazy that it's the middle of June and we still haven't gone. Yeah, it's a weather doesn't help and no. motivation is not there when it's dark and dreary and cold. Yep. Like today is actually kind of cold. I, I really don't have a whole lot. I, I saw something on Facebook and I kind of stole it. But it, it made me think, I'm like, uh, on Mother's Day, every restaurant is filled. True. Father's Day? Everybody's they, grilling out. They want us to cook up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, I'm cooking for you tonight. But I'm teaching you to cook. Uh, very true. It's a dish that I made up. It, my steak stroganoff. And, uh, from scratch, though. From scratch. It's not like a hamburger helper, no, or something like that. But yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna teach teach her how to make it my way, and it should be interesting. It'd be fun. <laughs> Other than that, uh, I don't have a whole lot. I just I mean, Happy Father's Day to everybody that's listening, whether you're a father or you're a father figure or yep anything. I mean, just live your life the way you would treat others. That I mean, oh, wow, that didn't, none of that came out. <laughs> Treat everyone the way that you expect to be treated. You know, you see something, say something. Yeah, that's going to be, I teach, think, our motto. See something, say something. Teach your children. Teach friends. Teach, you know, I mean, it's just, it's all about playing the role. And lead by example. Yeah. So I, that's all I really have. I mean, a quick segment this week. I don't know. We don't even have plans of what we're doing this week yet. For the next episode, yeah, we've got a couple things in motion, but we haven't determined yet what exactly we're going to be doing. But keep listening, keep sharing, please yeah. like, and if you have feedback, yeah. give us feedback. You didn't even say the word pandemonium. I'm get, I was actually just about to. So I was going to say once again, like we say every time, if you have not done so, please like us on Facebook. You'll find us under Pandemonium and Modern Parenting. Uh, podcast. Got to add that at the end for the Facebook page. You can find us on Instagram or Twitter. You can also please support us on Patreon. I mean, you'll find us on Patreon under Pandemonium and Modern Parenting. And you can also support us on Anchor. On Anchor, we're under Pimp Podcast. And then if you would like to send us an email, you can email us at pandemoniumandmodernparenting at gmail.com. And please keep sending in your um everyday hero stories. We're going to actually do those at separate segments 
so that we can focus on those stories. Um, And that's pretty much all I have. Um, I think we wanted to dedicate this episode to Carlos Godinez. Absolutely. Um, and ideal um, father figure, ideal father figure. And, um, we want to send all of our prayers and wishes to his family. Um, obviously with their loss, but with today being father's day, it's obviously going to be a little bit of a tough one. I agree. So that's pretty much it. Happy father's day, everyone. Happy father's day. Peace.